my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Uh, welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. Uh, this is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you on a really wet winter's day. It's great to be on the inside, isn't it, Helen? Absolutely. It's uh, it's wonderful to have Helen with us again today. Helen, really appreciate what you've actually been doing this week. Thank you, Gary. It's a delight to share. Our theme for this week, of, of course, is the Bible and lifestyle. Now, this is one of those subjects that, that hey, it gets bigger and bigger as the week goes goes on. Now, of course, Helen, you're our co-host, and of course, you're also lay pastor for the Birdwood a Seventh-day Adventist church, and you're a long-time presenter of numerous lifestyle programs. You know, you're only able to be with us until until Thursday because you're going to be presenting a program uh, down at Mount Gambia. Now, tell us, where is Mount Gambia? Whoa. <laughs> My sense of direction is not good, You Gary. don't know. It's in the <laughs> south, in south Australia. In the southeast of right, South there Australia. You go. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, Helen, I, I'm amazed to be able to get a, a question uh, like that that actually uh, does, uh, oh, does confuse you. Now, now, tell us, why are you going to Mount Gambia? Well, I'm going to Mount Gambia because I was asked, A, to um, put on a health program for the people in Mount Gambia, uh, Mount Gambia at the uh, community hall at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be running from Sunday through the week each, um, each day. And I'm really looking forward to that. And then um, on Saturday, I'm actually preaching at Millicent Church this coming Saturday. Okay, so this week, if people actually want to see you in person, and they happen to be in the southeast of South mm-hmm. Australia, Millicent Seventh-day Adventist Church, you're going to be preaching at what time? Um, I believe the, the service starts at 11. Okay, yes. okay. And so I'm preaching there this Sabbath, and the following Sabbath, um, at Saturday, I'm preaching at Mount Gambia Seventh-day Adventist Church. Can you tell us what you're going to be preaching on? Well, it'll be a combination. Of course, it'll be dealing with God. He's my best friend. But it will be bringing in some health health um, principles as well. Okay, okay. That's but we try and have a bit of a fun time as well. It's serious because it's church. But, um, yes, we want to make it not, not too deep. T- tell me, Helen, why do you feel that preaching is so important? Because what I'm conscious of is that we're living in a in a world today where a preaching is not regarded highly. I mean, years ago, preaching certainly was something that everybody was used to. They went along to, to, to church every Saturday or, or Sunday. They'd hear a, a sermon. It was much more highly regarded than what it is today. Why do you believe preaching is so important Personally, I believe that God wants us to cooperate with him and to share his word. And uh, there is a really good text in Romans ten seventeen, which says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So I believe that's, that's a good um, foundation for us, that people are going to gain faith by hearing the word of God. Let me put a proviso in there, if I may, though, Gary, as I say to people, don't take my word when I'm preaching. 
or anybody's word when they're preaching from the front of a church or synagogue or whatever, please be like, as in Scripture, there's a group of people called the Bereans. They would go back and study to see if it was true. Otherwise, we could be hearing something and think, oh, that was good, and we could be on the wrong road. So we need to test it by the scriptures. And uh, Isaiah says, if they speak not according to the word, there is no light in them. So that's the standard we need to go by. But I believe preaching. I don't like to say preaching, actually. I, I, I think more that I share God's word. Sharing the word. Yes. Sharing the word. Yeah. Yes, that, that probably is a far better term, isn't it? Ah, yeah, because preaching, it sounds like you're hammering somebody over the head. Yeah, yeah. And um, no, I like to share God's word and especially to lift up Jesus. Mm. I love that passage that you talked about in Romans that, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God because mm. it's true, isn't it? It's only as we actually hear the word of God that it can actually start to make sense to us. It all comes together and then you start to get that aha experience. It's, yes. it's a wonderful feeling when it actually takes place. It's true. And when you see people's lives changed, and we don't change their lives, Gary, it's the Holy Spirit that does that, convicts yeah. them of sin. Yeah. But when you see the change in them, it's it's a joy I can't even explain. This is a subject we're actually going to be coming to next week because mm. uh, to me there is so much joy that is, uh, that's in Christianity when the Holy Spirit touches a person, their whole life actually changes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. look, just let me move to another question there, uh, Helen. Now, I'm so, so conscious that um, is there a biblical foundation for talking about health? Because what I'm conscious of is that, you know, we want to be able to present what we present from the Word of God. And now, is there, I mean, we're talking this week about physical health. Is there a foundation, a biblical foundation, a solid biblical foundation for talking about health from the scriptures? I believe there is, Gary. And number one, I want to apologize to you and to the listener. Normally, before I will read a Bible text, I always like to pray and did not do that. So may I do that now? Sure, sure. Thank you. Loving Heavenly Father, please be with us um, as we open your word. May the Holy Spirit give us enlightenment that we are not deceived or it's not man's interpretation. May it be yours. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Okay, there's a good text in 1 Corinthians 6.19. And it says here, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. And let me read verse 20. It says, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Mm. And I think that's important to realize. A lot of people don't realize that we are actually the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, Paul here is classifying our body as the temple of the holy God. Absolutely. That's something incredibly special, isn't it? Well, it, it really is quite sobering. Yeah. Um, I took a service last week at uh, Queenstown Church, and um, the Lord allowed me to combine the sanctuary from the wilderness in Exodus mm -hmm. with um, that very text, the body temple. So we went through the actual sanctuary using... Um, us putting it in there not to save ourselves please don't think that but the likeness of you know we are temples we yeah. are temples therefore we need to give our all like Jesus did on the, the cross you this know. is a real challenge because what I'm conscious of is that there are so many in our world today who say um, my life my body I own my body mm. and yet here it seems to be saying that 
if in fact a person has accepted Jesus Christ, yes, there is a sense in which my body is my body, but actually my body actually belongs to somebody else. Yes, absolutely. There's a great text in Scripture too that says, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you wear, do all to the honour and glory of God. Okay. okay. And that's one, that's one text I take as, as the standard for myself. You know, when I, even to what I wear, mm. um, I'm quite often having a discussion with the Lord and say, okay, I'm not to worry about it, but I want to wear clothes that bring honor and glory to you and, yeah. and eating. Yeah. You know, we're tempted to go and eat something that we shouldn't. Um, I have to keep reminding myself too and say, is this going to bring glory and honor to God? It, it, it actually has huge application to the subjects that we're actually talking about today, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Look, let's come to today we're actually uh, we, we're going to continue digging into the abbreviated New Start program. Now, New Start uh, is a short program that's been that has helped so many people. It brings together all the aspects of a healthy lifestyle into one short course. And New Start, of course, is actually an acrostic. Uh, on Monday, we started the first letter of our uh, New Start acrostic. And you, N, or the start of New Start, uh, stands for, what is it, Helen? Nutrition. For nutrition. And on Monday, we talked about the importance of nutrition. You see, some uh, so often people think that you know a diet will fix everything that uh, is going wrong in my body. Whereas what we're saying is, no, under New Start, we're saying there's actually far more than just one, uh, one aspect to holistic living, uh, living. So on Monday, we talked about nutrition, and we talked about that as being one of the foundations of a balanced lifestyle. The two letters that we looked at yesterday were E for exercise, exercise and W for water. For water. Hey, this is such an easy acrostic to actually remember. And yesterday mm-hmm. we talked about the importance of having exercise together with nutrition and water in order to get this amazing um, balance where everything just comes together. Today we look at the next two letters, which of course are S, and S stands for sunlight. sunlight. And T for temperance. Now, these are two two words. I, I, I've got to admit that uh, to me, most people don't normally think of as being part of the of the really big equation. Now, Helen, the, let's come to this very first one because I'm so conscious that we do need to move to this first one. Yesterday we started to run out of time, and I don't want us to run out of time time today. But Helen, this one about sunlight really actually concerns me because uh, I'm one of those individuals who uh, actually is forced to have regular visits to the skin cancer clinic um, where I'm actually paying for the sins of my youth. You see, when I was growing up back in the the 70s over in Sydney, on a Sunday we'd go to those wonderful beaches that you get over there in in Sydney and we would bake ourselves and we'd come home uh, with uh, uh, red uh, red skin and I can well remember my mother uh, saying to me at the time, if you keep this up when you're 60, you're going to be going, you're getting your parts chopped off you. Uh, You know, my mother's passed away now, you know, but I've started to regard her as a little bit of a prophet because, uh, uh, indeed, that's exactly what's happening. I'm finding that uh, I'm having to have regular visits to the skin cancer clinic because of uh, because of this particular issue. Now, in Australia, I mean, do we need to talk 
uh, about uh, this issue of sunlight in Australia? Don't most of us just get too much of it? Okay, I'd like to say a couple of words to start with before we get on to that, Gary. Number one, balance, variety and moderation in all of these aspects. These are eight um, laws of health, if you like, which are natural, uh-huh. which are free. And if we keep them all with balance, variety and moderation, we'd be pretty well to be on the right track. You, my friend, are reaping what you sow. <laughs> are you not? You're sounding like my mother now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes, well, yes. we won't go down that track. Thank you very much. Um, there is such a thing as too little sunshine. Absolutely, and we're going to talk about that shortly. There is also, of course, too much sunshine uh-huh. um, and sunburn, and it is not good. As you say, you know, you you came home very red. But can I just say at the start, to avoid that risk, had you known back then, to avoid that risk of the skin cancers, mm-hmm. um, reduce the free fat intake, such as oils, margarines, you know, and other foods of that nature. And it would be best to actually avoid those foods altogether. Because what's happened when we're out actually in the sun, if you have had those, um, been eating a lot of those, and I'm not going to ask you had you, but quite often that's what comes through. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get burned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Let, can I just put a disclaimer in here yeah, yeah, before yeah. we go further? Um, what we're sharing, listener, with you um, through this week is education. Mm. It's education. We are not um, doctors, mm. but um, trained in health education presenting and knowledge, and that's what we're sharing with you. And you've certainly now. presented these these programs for many years now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Helen, well, tell us then, tell us a little bit about this uh, this whole subject of sunlight. I mean, why is it so important for us? Well, it's extremely important, Gary, very important. Some people think it's as soon as you say you need sunlight, what is the first thing that comes into your mind? Um, the outer doors. The outer doors, but something you said to me the other day when you said, oh, I, I link sunlight with... Oh, light. light. Light, but also vitamin D. Okay, yes. Yeah, and that's where people think, oh, that's what sunlight does. But um, actually, it is known as a miracle vitamin pill in the sky. Sunlight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I share a little story here if we've got time? At Antarctica, December 24, 1928, Richard Bird and his crew of 41 unloaded supplies for Little America, the place they would stay for the next 14 months. When they arrived, the the sun actually shone for 24 hours. Wow. And as the men worked, they knew time only by checking their watches. And then the length of days began to decrease, and in April they lost the sun. So they've gone from one extreme Mm. to another. Mm. They lived in buildings connected by underground tunnels for five months. Wow. It reminds me of Cooper Pedy. It does indeed. During this time, the morale of the men deteriorated significantly. Then on August 20, 1929, the sun returned. And there was a gentleman who wrote an autobiography uh, called Norman Vaughan, and he uh, with he wrote this called "With Bird at the Bottom of the World," and he said, "How can I explain the joyousness of the first few days of sunlight? We felt like prisoners who had received commutation of our sentences. Brightness appeared mm. on their faces. We walked faster and moved with an energy we had long forgotten. Mm. So I guess really most of us take the sun for granted, yeah. don't yeah. we? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, it's it actually has." Incredible! It seems to lift your properties. spirits, doesn't it? Oh, 
yeah. But it has health-giving properties, Gary's. It kills germs. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of that? It helps our bodies to manufacture vitamin D and improve the function of our pituitary, hypothalamus, and pineal glands. And it's essential for growing our food. What goes into the food from the sun? Um, what gives it its greenery? It, it. Yeah. We need that in, in the plants. You know, it needs chlorophyll. And the simple fact is that we cannot function without the sun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nor can we, by the way, function without the sun of righteousness. No, the two go yeah. together, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I can just imagine Admiral Bird's um, party coming out of their underground home, seeing the light of the sun, kicking up their heels with joy. Mm. But that same joy, Gary, can be ours every single morning as we welcome God's new day and as we invite the sun of righteousness into our life. Why is sunlight so important? Well, let me share with you. There's a Tim Arnott wrote a book, 24 Ways to Improve Your Health. He says, we need to spend time in the light. I once talked to a lady who told me I've been suffering with depression for two years. And as we talked, I discovered she wasn't always dis- depressed. She noted that after being exposed to as little as an hour or so of sunlight on the weekends, her depressions left. Sun, some scientists have actually discovered that sunlight, it's registered through our eyes. Mm-hmm. which is interesting, and it increases serotonin in the brain. We need serotonin to feel in a good mood and to help resolve depression. So it is very, very important. And there was a Dr. Lamberg at the Baker Heart Research Institute in Melbourne. He found that the amount of serotonin in the blood carried by the jugular vein to the it to be eight times greater on a bright day than a dull day. They have oh. done many, many studies, mm. Gary, and it's just, I mean, I read a lot of these studies and mm. it just blows my mind quite yeah. quite a bit. You know, staying inside is not always such a good idea. So in other words, it's so important to get out because it can actually lift your mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if, if, listener, you've been suffering from depression or lack of energy, these symptoms can actually improve as we increase, yeah. as you increase yeah. your exposure to sunlight. I know here, mm-hmm. certainly, certainly down here in uh, in Adelaide, I really enjoy uh, walking, and I try to try to do four or five times a week. I'll do about seven, seven and a half kilometres. But you know, I notice a huge difference between when I'm actually doing it uh, before dawn mm-hmm. and when I'm doing it uh, post dawn. I I find it far more pleasurable to be walking post-dawn than pre-dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't have the time to do it any other time, therefore we do it in the dark. But, uh, do you know, it does challenge your mood. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, morning sunlight is the best. It's so what we're talking beneficial. about here is when we're talking about sunlight, it's so easy for someone like myself in the 1970s to go out and bake ourselves in the sun, but we're starting to say, hey, what, we're actually, while we, what we actually need is the light um, to impact, uh, to impact. We don't need those vicious rays uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of the mm-hmm. day, but what we do need is we need to have light uh, to, uh, to really build up our uh, our systems but be careful gary it's not just light it's a special light that comes from the sun okay because you know if you're inside all the time and you've got artificial lightning lighting yes it's not the same it doesn't build up the serotonin that's actually you know so there is a difference here and that i just wanted to stress that may i suggest though that people don't do what you did and stay out there until you're red like a lobster 
I think I'll give you a nickname, Gary. Lobster, Lobster. sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Morning sunlight is is the most beneficial. And, you know, even walking outside during the day for 15 minutes, you know, in the morning break, you get a tea break at work. Mm. You know, get out there and walk in the sunlight. And same in the afternoon. It will yeah. raise your serotonin. Yeah. And, and we need to make a habit of getting outside every day. You know... Serotonin is comes in automatically to in our system and immediately upon upon the exposure to sunlight. If you think while you're out there, wow, I'm getting this serotonin. Mm. We never think about that, of course. But it actually, let me tell you, though, you can't say, yes, I went out on Monday and I got the serotonin, so I don't need to get any more for the week. It doesn't build up like that. We need to go out every day. It doesn't last until tomorrow. So yeah. just be aware of that. You need outdoor sunlight exposure. How beneficial Daddy. is just going and having spending some time in the garden, you know, with what yes. we're actually saying Excellent. here? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You're combining exercise with the sunlight. That's even better. Yeah. That's yeah, even yeah. better, Gary. Yeah. But be careful. Never burn your skin or even to turn it pink. Oh, that's... Uh, I, I, my my mum did tell me that. I have to admit that that was mm. way back in the seventies, and uh, mm. it's it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Well, our our skin is the largest organ, if you like, yeah. Yeah. of the body, and and it will just go straight in there. The other thing I need to say is never look directly at the sun, mm. but but please follow the doctor's recommendation about sunlight for each person but if you don't suffer from depression that's fine sunlight is still essential for good health mental and physical it actually um, plays a big role in getting full nutrition from the food we eat and it also is a prevention of a lot of ailments sad is what we call um, the seasonal affective disorder it affects osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't get enough sun, type 2 diabetes, even some cancers. And one of the major roles of sunlight is that it provides very much um, the, 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 what am I going to say? It provides the um, power of the sun, enables our blood cells Mm. to work to their capacity. So what we're doing here is we're painting, and I'm conscious we do have to move on to our, yes. uh, to, to our next, uh, next um, uh, letter, that's uh, t- temperance. But, you know, we're painting a big picture here. We're saying, hey, look, you know, and good health isn't just about a, uh, a nutritious diet or going on a diet. Mm. What we're saying is, you know, hey, it's, it's nutrition, yes, the diet's important, but so is exercise, so is water rather than, uh, than cordial and juices yes. and... Uh, sugary drinks and that sort of uh, so is sunlight you know these things are just so important mm. as they come together because only then do we actually have a balance yes. uh, within our lifestyle yes gary i need to i know we need to wrap up fairly quickly but i need to say one thing vitamin d is what we do get from the sun yeah. and it is necessary for absorption of calcium mm-hmm. and that gives us bone strength yeah Without that, what do we get? Osteoporosis. You know, it increases the production of endorphins, which function our brain to maintain a a healthy nervous system. It even assists in lowering cholesterol level in the blood. And, you know, researchers link vitamin D deficiencies to such autoimmune diseases as Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, thyroiditis. The sun is so, so essential. It destroys bacterial bacteria it gets rid of viruses let's all get out there now you know and and also it 
it destroys things that can become You're painting a, wonder, a wonderfully big picture here yeah, of it's, it's possibilities so with so many different elements all coming together. Yes. How, how important is this? Helen, look, we do need... Let's just come to, uh, to some music. I, I love this next uh, song is uh, Heritage, uh, No More Night. We need light, but the song is No More Night. Thank I you, love this particular Thank song. You, Please enjoy. Yep.
track. That was uh, Heritage, No More Night. What a wonderful song. What a wonderful thought. What a place to look forward to. Uh, right now, I'd just like to share with you just a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, brief offers that we have for you uh, before we come back to Helen again. and really appreciate what Helen's been, uh, been sharing. Uh, firstly, we have uh, as an offer to, uh, to you as our listener today, uh, Live More Happy. Now, this is a, a little book. It's written by uh, Dr. Darren Morton. This is a fantastic little, a little book. It doesn't take a lot of reading. It's only 120 pages long. But what it's got is uh, the summation of so much of what Helen has actually been sharing. Live More Happy. Now, if you'd like a copy of Live More Happy, we're happy to provide it to you at no cost to you. We'll send it out to you. All you have to do is to text your name and your address to uh, 0438 066635. That's 0438 066635 with your name and your address and we will send you out a free copy of Live More Happy. We'd love to be able to get this uh, into your hands. The other thing that I'm really excited about is uh, is this weekend uh, a number of our um, Faith FM hosts here in Adelaide have got together and uh, they're going to be presenting some wonderful uh, programs. This is going to be uh, hosted uh, by uh, Nick Creeder. Now Nick is one of our presenters here on Faith FM, uh, also David Butcher and uh, Joseph Matichik, uh, they also do presenting here on uh, on Faith FM, and they've presented some really wonderful uh, material. This weekend, they've actually all got together, and they're going to be uh, starting a series that's going to be occurring for three weekends, Friday night and, uh, and Saturday afternoon. Uh, the series is entitled Into Earth's Final Destiny. If you've ever wondered, where is our world actually going to right now? Revelation, the time is at hand. This is a fantastic little program. Some of the uh, subjects are going to be talking about how to survive the end of the world. Does the scripture speak of the end of the world? We're going to be digging into that, how three angels are going to visit Adelaide. How to kill a dragon. How to receive the seal of God. What is this seal of God? Is it something mystical? Is it a stamp? How to avoid the mark of the beast? Is it really 666 or is it something different? How do you start your new beginning? And uh, this is going to be presented over three weekends. Now, the first uh, the first program is being presented this Friday night, How to Survive the End of the World. This is Friday night, the 14th of August at 7 p.m. And it's going to be occurring at the Denison Centre at the Mawson Lake School a 24 Garden Terrace, Mawson Lake. So if you'd like to come along on Friday night, you're most welcome to please come and join Nick and David and Joseph as they share. The second session also occurs this weekend, How Three Angels Visit Adelaide. And this is going to be occurring on Saturday afternoon, this weekend at 4pm at the same location. So that's the Denison Centre at the Mawson Lakes School, 24 Garden Terrace at Mawson Lakes. If you want to make a booking uh, or make any inquiries, you can phone Nick on 0401. 305-077. That's 0401. 305-077. 
seven. This is a wonderful uh, little program. Uh, That book again, remember, is also a free offer uh, this afternoon, Live More Happy by uh, Dr. Darren Morton. Uh, If you would like that particular book, just text your name and your address to 0438 066635 and we'll send it to you with our compliments. Love you to have that particular uh, book. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host uh, this week is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastor of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church and a long-time presenter of numerous uh, lifestyle uh, programs. And, of course, this week we're talking about a new start and we're talking about a health being an amalgamation of so many different aspects of our lives. On Monday we talked about nutrition. Uh, yesterday we looked at uh, exercise, the importance of exercise and walking. Today we're looking at sunlight, sunlight and temperance. So look, let's come to this uh, to this last one, temperance. Helen, what is a temperance? I mean, we're saying this is part of the, the big equation, but it's an old English word really and we don't actually use it very much uh, anymore. Uh, but what is it? It's, and it's an interesting word too. Some people substitute the word abstinence, but that's actually not the true word for temperance because temperance just doesn't, doesn't mean you stop something mm-hmm. altogether because you might be stopping something that's really good. What it actually means is that the law of temperance is twofold. Firstly, it involves abstaining from harmful um, substances. And, you know, we can go into that in a few minutes. But secondly, it also calls upon us to be in moderation in the things that are good. So temperance can also mean we can overdo the good things. Okay. So we need to look at that just briefly tonight. Okay, so there's these two aspects. This is really important, I think, because it's so easy to sort of think of temperance as, okay, that was the, uh, uh, you know, we we think of drug taking that, okay, I mean, maybe we should be a temperant in drug taking but that's actually no. not the picture of it what we're no, saying that is one's a danger that's a danger yep so we would keep want, out of that we want to be abstinent from that yes uh, but there are other things that are good for us that we say hey we need to be temperate even in those things yeah we have a sign that says caution for those ones caution for those okay yeah. tell us more okay um it's as i said it doesn't just encompass um, a few things. Straight away, people say about being temperate, they say, well, what about nicotine and um, caffeine? Well, to start with, though, both of those, they raise the blood pressure by constricting the blood vessels and increasing the speed of the heart. I, um, I suffer from atrial fibrillation, Gary, and what it does, it puts, and a lot of people do AF, they call it, and it puts the heart out of beat, out of kilter. And somebody, when I was, after I was diagnosed, somebody offered me, believe it or not, it was a hot chocolate drink. And it was very strong on the chocolate. Now, chocolate also has caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. I had an attack that night. Wow. So I know for me, whether I wanted to drink it or not, I can't go out and have a cup of coffee. But you might think, oh, yeah, but you, I'm not you. But let me tell you, I knew a young guy once. He was 19, 19, and he worked shift work. And at shift work, they used to spend the time drinking loads of coffee and playing cards. Nice work if you can get it. But when he was 19, he had terribly high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And he went to the doctor, and the doctor says, what do you do? And he had a chat with him, and then the doctor honed in. He said, cut the caffeine. He said, it's killing you. So, wow. you know, he did. 
and and his so blood there pressure is actually came a link again. between blood pressure and and caffeine. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we we can't just talk about cigarettes. I had a gentleman who was uh, a business. Uh, sorry, he owned a deli, and he said, "Don't come at me about cigarettes." You know, what about all the people that drink alcohol? Mm. Now, I'm probably going to make some enemies here, no doubt. But let me tell you that alcohol is not good for us any either. You might say, yes, I'll just have one or two, and I'm okay. I just do that on the way home. But, you know, you don't know whether you're going to be the one or two people, persons, that are going to become addicted. Mm -hmm. And alcohol is very, very addicted. And, you know, even one drink, Gary, even one drink per day leads to damaging effects in the liver, the breast, the gut, the heart, and the brain. Mm -hmm. One drink, Gary. And, of course, if you end up with cirrhosis of the liver... That's not good. Yeah, it's yeah. a fatal. Yes, I certainly come fatal. from a come from a family where alcohol uh, certainly uh, damaged the certainly the the latter years of uh, yes. uh, of the lives of a number of people in my family. Yeah. yeah, and and have you noticed also how many motor vehicle accidents uh, are contributed? Alcohol has been a very big part of that. Yeah. You know, alcohol causes fifteen percent of all the hospital admissions admissions in Australia. Alcohol, it's associated that's with huge, 20%. Isn't it? Because, uh, that's really huge because, you know, years ago, you know, uh, for example, uh, um, cigarette smoke was, you know, this was a, a normal thing. You know, anybody who was anybody yes. uh, actually actually smoked. And mm. uh, we had uh, had huge medical issues right through our system until finally uh, there was actually enough uh, evidence uh, out there and uh, certainly this stands started to be taken against mm. smoking and there was disincentives put on. Mm. And, and as a result, the, uh, the health benefits have flowed right through to the entire, the entire community. Yes. But um, what you're suggesting is that there are actually uh, not just – it's not just smoking no. that is problematical. It actually goes beyond cigarettes to so many – I mean, I think of uh, – uh, of individuals who are involved with, uh, you know, the the drug scene. I mean, I can yes. think in in my own in my own ministry there was uh, uh, I've encountered people on numerous times, but uh, uh, on this particular occasion, I, I think of uh, one particular fellow who uh, was certainly into uh, uh, most people would regard it the uh, the minor end. We're talking uh, dope, marijuana, and it. Most, many, many regarded as not being uh, that problematical. And yet the impact that it had on his life was absolutely huge. Yes. Uh, he became almost unable to function mm-hmm. um, in, in that particular, uh, with that particular drug. So we're saying, hey, you know, this is more than just you know, cigarette smoking is possibly a good example. Mm. But you're suggesting that alcohol mm-hmm. um, also yep. impacts us uh, in in a similar manner. Absolutely, absolute Gary. Um, I I just think it's if if I was to list all all the problems from alcohol, we'd be here for the rest of the evening. Of course, mm. same with cigarettes. But let me not just hone on cigarettes and alcohol. I mean, white sugar, it's addictive. 
It should be absolutely eliminated from the diet. This is actually a discussion that's coming increasingly into our community, isn't it? Mm. Uh, because uh, but our, our sugar industry certainly doesn't want that to, uh, that to occur. And yet the point that you're making there is something that has certainly been made, uh, I'm conscious, mm. in the national media uh, with repetitive, um, uh, on a repetitive uh, basis. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? White sugar actually um, causes a type of drug-induced stress. And people are not normally aware of that. And that raises the blood pressure, just as does alcohol, tobacco and caffeine. But even good things, Gary, even good things must be in moderation. Eating is good, but overeating causes food to become poison because the body can only handle so much. Mm-hmm. You know, overeating also causes obesity. Its relationship with high blood pressure has already been mentioned. But studying positive, so, the way for this, there's a, there's a text in Scripture, and it's in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 12. Now, all if any students are listening to me, they're going to say, love this one. It says, studying positive subjects is good, but even the Bible says, much study is a weariness of the flesh. In other words, study itself mm. needs to be in moderation. Yeah, and and that's interesting. So if if there is any listener out there that is doing study, please don't give up your study, but do it in moderation. And I think we're going to come into more into that tomorrow when uh, tomorrow we have Fabiano leading uh, leading our discussion. And uh, one of the things I'm conscious of tomorrow is we actually dig into rest because rest is so much part of this big equation, isn't it? Mm. And again, you can abuse that. You know, a certain amount of rest is good for us. And if you're ill, yes, you do need that rest. But if you're not and you're depressed, you need to get out in the sun. You need to get up and get moving because what happens is the body slows down. And, of course, your muscles start to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be careful on that one. You know, a good motto for temperance would be all good things in moderation. Okay, so we're not just talking about uh, laying aside uh, things that might be bad for us, but even... You've suggested sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a huge one in the world today. In fact, that's probably one that, I mean, come Christmas time, I think mm. that's the tons that must be consumed. At that, it is at that very period. addictive. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the vitamin B out of our body. Yeah. Why do you think people get so nervous and so head up and they can't handle stress and all this stuff anymore? It, a lot of it's to do with our addictions. And if you know that something can be addictive, stay away from it. Yeah. If you are already in the grasp of it, get help to get out of it. And, and you yeah. know, what I'm conscious of, I think that you've made an excellent point there that um, it's possible for even something like sugar to become incredibly addictive. Mm. Um, I know that, you know, in my own life, when I was, uh, when I was growing up, uh, in our particular family, we actually didn't have a lot of desserts. Uh, it was it was something that it was a special that we would have uh, once a, a once a week maybe, but but that was it. Rather, what my mother would say if if we'd finished our meal and we still wanted something else. Well, there's an apple over there. Go and eat an apple. Yes, and uh, that was that was continually mum's mum's response. And our house had a, a great stack of, of fruit and, uh, and vegetables. Uh, it, it, it was actually something that's taught me something incredibly valuable today. Because what I'm conscious of is that the uh, the desire for super sweet dessert, certainly in my life, uh, was actually never never actually formed. And it's that's something good. that uh, uh, to this day. I know that I'd prefer to eat a piece of fruit 
than many of the desserts it's actually possible to to buy and uh, the our diet is can actually condition us would you agree with that yeah and i think that's a good example for mothers today mothers and fathers with their children. Mm. And I thank you for sharing that, Gary, because that was a really good upbringing because you don't have that desire today. We have a lot of ADHD um, in our society now with children, overactive, you know. And they've traced a lot of it back to diet and drinks, you know, and it's the sugar content. Green cordials. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that sort of thing. Can I just say, you know, whether it involves eating, drinking, sleeping, sunbathing, exercise or any other health issue we need to be temperate in all things you can overdo the exercise i believe it or not gary and don't don't laugh i was a gym junkie (laughs) now i knew you were going to laugh that is not fair gary we're on here i was an absolute gym junkie i couldn't get enough of the gym i was down there all the time and then i was uh one day doing kickboxing I actually pulled a muscle away from a bone mm. and I was I ended up on the floor screaming. I was in absolute agony. And then I, I couldn't do it as much. Now I had overdone the gym. Yeah. Not realizing yeah. it because I just was addicted. Yeah. But when I had to not go to the gym, you can imagine what happened to the body. Yeah. yeah. And so we need to even be moderate in that. Be yeah. moderate in all all things. Um, we can just go overboard. Even in fashion, Gary. Sometimes people just go along with the fashion and I've, I've known people that have been absolutely freezing cold, but fashion says you dress like this and it's a short skirt for a woman or, you know, something like that. But we need to remember that, unfortunately, that if we're not wearing things according to the weather, we could have an imbalance of circulation mm. because it causes the blood vessels in the legs and arms to constrict because these areas are generally cooler. So even in that area, Gary, we have to be conscious. You know, and when I get back to the studying, I'm a bookaholic. Mm-hmm. And I, I do overdo it, I must admit, with a computer or whatever. And so I need to train myself, and I have trained myself that I spend so much, I even put the timer on, and then I change what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think that's very important. What I'm appreciating about what you're saying, Helen, is that you're talking common sense. And I really yeah. appreciate the fact that, you know, we live in a world where, you know, so much of health is linked to, you know, what is the latest fad diet. Yes. And you're, and you're saying, hey, look, diet's important, but it's only part of the big picture. Uh, to, to other people, it's, hey, I've got to go and hit the gym, and if I'm not doing the gym, then I'm not going to be healthy. You're saying, hey, exercise is important, but it's not the be-all and end-all. No. You're saying, hey, you know, even what I put into my body, because the, the water can have so many calories in it that I'm just dumping dead calories into my... Water's into got my- no calories, Gary. Water's got no calories, but no. much of the but juices have got huge amounts. Juice, no, but you just said water's got no calories. Oh, dear me. <laughs> oh, dear. I, this oh, is what happens when I move into. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate the, the, the common sense mm. that you're at because this is, to me, common sense health. You know, this isn't mm. difficult. This isn't hard to understand. No. This isn't hard to pick up on. Uh, this is something that can simply make people healthy by living a balanced lifestyle. Balance. Moderation and variety. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The three keys. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is really wonderful. Yeah. Look, let's just come to some, uh, uh, to, to some music and, uh, uh, and then we'll come back and we need to, uh, need to finish off. This is Graham Kendrick, Meekness and Majesty.
Listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with Pastor Gary, our co-host. All this week's been Helen Gray, and Helen is the lay pastor of the Birdwood Seventh Day Adventist Church and a long-time presenter of numerous uh, lifestyle programs. Uh, big issue for this week: How do I develop a balanced lifestyle? On Monday, we looked at the importance of nutrition. Yesterday, we dug into the importance of exercise and water. Today, we're talking sunlight and temperance. Helen, bring it all together for us. I'm really conscious our time is starting to get away from us. We only have a couple of minutes left. Bring it together for us. Okay. Thank you, Gary. I'd like to just quote from the Bible. Ecclesiastes 12.13 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. A good way to start. I think it is too. Okay. Let me go back to the sunshine part. We need to pull back our curtains. Expose the sunlight to into our houses. We need to get outside. Fill your home with sunshine because it will lift your spirits. It will brighten your days and improve your health. And spend a few minutes every day out of doors. Mm. 
brings light and happiness. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and yeah. it's free. Yeah. And and when we talk about temperance, just to summarise there as well, drugs such as caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, they increase the heart rate, constrict the blood vessels. We've talked about that. Refined white sugar, it increases stress, blood fats, and obesity. We've talked about that. But I'd like to rephrase again what or say again what I said before. Whether it involves eating, drinking, sleeping, sunbathing, exercise, or any other health issue, we are taught to be temperate in all things. Mm. So literally we're going back to the rule, rule number one, first law of temperance, danger, keep out. Second law of temperance, caution, moderation in things that are good. And let me conclude, um, Gary, if I may, with a text from Scripture. It's 1 Corinthians um, three sixteen and 17. And here we've got um, where we've talked about originally. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God? The Spirit of God lives in you. But I'd like to just finish. I don't want to finish on a bad note here, Gary, but verse 17 gives us a warning. It says here, God will destroy anyone who draws this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Mm. Let's just pray together. Thank you. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, I want to say thank you uh, for the gift of your Son. Lord, I want to say thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, I want to say thank you for the gift of the Scriptures. Lord, I just want to pray right now for each of our listeners. Lord, I just want to pray for their health. Uh, Lord, if in some way they're, they're struggling. Lord, if they don't have a balanced lifestyle, I just pray that you'd be with that person. I pray that you might impact them. Uh, Lord, that indeed uh, you, might, uh, uh, you might be with them by your spirit. Uh, Lord, that if there's anything that they can do uh, to have a better lifestyle, I pray that indeed you'll give them the power to make yes. those changes. Uh, Lord, if there's healing that they need for some physical ailment, I just pray right now that your spirit might descend on them and indeed they might uh, receive that healing. Lord, these things we ask, we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Helen Gray on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we continue to look at the multiple components of a healthy lifestyle. Tomorrow, Fabiano and Helen will be sharing on air and rest. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God uh, richly bless you. 